I've had a knot on my head for three days from when that freaking uh, <laughs> curtain rod hit me in the head. <laughs> it's been like a bump. It hurts. Oh my god. Like, it hurts so bad. <laughs> god, I love that. I mean, I've I'd... been waiting to tell you about that. <laughs> I, I hate that for you, um, but I do think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might make me a bad person, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Brenna. Hi, Alexis. Hi, Hi listeners. listeners. <laughs> We're workshopping some new stuff around here, but you know what? I like it. It's fun, so we're going to try it out. <laughs> Olivia also says hi. She wants to be a part of it, too. So, uh, welcome to Your Mom's a Hoax, where two, sometimes two and a half, like today, two and a half women talk about uh, all things weird in the world. Um, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, we have our part-time co-host on with us. Um, mm-hmm. she's in a very vibrant mood. Um, I think it was sparked by her ripping out all of her baby wipes from the package. No! Yay! Why are you so offended That's... by that apple? Yeah, you like apples. Yeah. She said, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. gave it to her and she goes, I do. no! Then took it and then took a bite. <laughs> yep. It's it. Yep, they do that. <laughs> I don't know. What they don't know what they me. want. Yeah, being very cute. Being very cute. But we had a good week. Um, my in-laws told my husband last night that they were coming tomorrow, so I've got to clean the whole house. But I'm super excited because we haven't seen. Them. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen them in a really long time, so they're gonna get to see the house. Um, yeah, I think it'll be really fun. Um, it'll be super nice for them to to be here. Oh yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. Are they just coming for the day? I, I think so. I this we're gonna be in the, in the we're in the past right now. So whenever you guys hear this, this is the, we'll already have recorded a different story about how this went. But um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but stay tuned to figure out how it goes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll give you an actual update when I know what's happening with my life. Right. We got a lot of stuff to do today. We got to go to the store and drop some stuff off at the Goodwill. Got a lot of stuff to do. We're kicking it off with recording this podcast. And this is the first episode where we're doing kind of our new structure. Yeah. So uh, really... Trying to give you guys a little, little stability in the chaos. Yes. So please tell us how you feel about it. Um... And let us know if you Yeah, like so far, none of you have given us any criticism, except for, like, our close family and friends. And I just think that people need to reach out to our Gmail. Yes. Or if you want, like, a contact form on the website, say that, and I'll make one. Or if you just want to give us suggestions on what weird, creepy, phenomenon, cryptid, whatever, We want to talk thing. about what you want to hear about. Yeah, give us suggestions. I know there are at least 12 of you out there. I think we're up to, like... 13. Wow. Welcome to our newest listener. I'm going to be honest. Okay. We've had like 13 subscribers, but like 77 like listeners. Okay. 
Word. and a lot of downloads. So I'm not really sure how the analytics work. I need to learn more about them, but we got a lot going on. Oh yeah. And we love you all. Thank you yeah. for listening. We do. Um, oh, and I got it wrong in an episode. I said we had a listener from Germany. It wasn't a listener from Germany. We have like seven downloads in Brussels, okay. like Belgium. Cool. Shout out to them. Hell yeah, Brussels. Bringing it in. Oh, and we've got a couple in Canada now, too. And like, <clears throat> that's pretty neat. Our neighbor's in the north. Hello. Yes. How are you? Um, yeah, she says, hell yeah, Canada. <laughs> How are you now? <laughs> All right, my friend. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, you want to rock paper scissors for it live on the air? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Wait. Are Wait. We are we rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shooting? Sh- shoot, or are we just rock paper scissors? God, we share. A brain I do cell. shoot. Yes. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper <laughs> scissors. It's hard to do it on Facetime. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, we got this. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. I'm going first. Okay. <laughs> um, for those that couldn't see, because this isn't a visual medium, I got scissors and she picked paper. Yeah. Uh, it also took us far too long to do that. <laughs> it's, like, hard on the FaceTime. So we're going to dive right in, and I'm going to tell you about the bunny man of Virginia. <gasps> Oh, I love it! Do you know anything about the Bunny Man of Virginia? I know minimal about just enough to be really <laughs> excited. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, we're going to get into his origin story to kick things off. Let me set the scene. Yes. It's 1904. It's Clifton, Virginia. And we've got a big old psychiatric hospital for the Clim... Bleh. We've got a big old psychiatric... These are a lot of big words trying to say at one time. We got a big old psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane, and that has just popped up in town. Ugh. And, um, if what American Horror Story says is true, that is not a place anyone deserves to be. No, I think most asylums in, um, really the 1900s. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I don't think any of them were really quality, suitable places to thrive in. And personally, I think that they made people crazy. I think that people went in there with, like, anxiety and came out a new person because they got a lobotomy. Yeah. Or, like, the amount, like, like husbands could just drop off their wives um, because they were, like, PMSing a little bit too much. Yeah. And then they come out actually crazy. Or, like, not to mention, like, praying the gay away. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah. Among other things. If my husband dropped me off and was like, mm, you're a little too hormonal for me today this week. Sorry, gotta go. I'd be pissed. I would also end up being crazy and probably a little murderous. If Ty put me in the car and said, I'm dropping you off at the mental institution because you're PMSing too hard this week and I can't handle it. Motherfucker, you better start driving there because you're going to have a reason to take me by the time we get there. Yes. I'm not going to the mental asylum. I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm going to prison. <laughs> um, yeah, so a new psychiatric hospital has just popped up in town, and the people... Equi- I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I 
What up, I'm Jared. I'm 19, and I never learned how to fucking read. <laughs> I just aged myself heavily. Yeah. We're not old, though. Yeah, it's... We're in that, like... I'm in that phase of life. And I think you are a little bit, too. Where, like... Hey. I'm not old. I'm I'm in my mid-twenties. Right? Yeah. I'm not old. But I've gotten to a point where I'm no longer caught up with all of the new lingo or the new trends. Um, Fair. Because Fair. I'm not the target audience anymore, and that feels really weird. <laughs> That's fair. That's why I stay in my own corners of the internet. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm fucking confused. Like, well, and, like, you and I are both on the cusp of, like, we're cuspers. We're between Gen Z and millennials. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where to be, you know? I don't know where to be either, because, like, there are some things that people say, and I'm like, I don't understand that reference because I don't think I was born yet. But then there are, like, things that these kids say, these toddlers, and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Literally. Literally. What did you you just say to me? Yeah, it's, like, some of, of like, the Gen Z trends that I have managed to, like, keep up with, I'm like, yes, I love that. Ten out of ten. I agree with that. Um, I'm here with it. Yeah. Right? But I also refuse to wear anything other than skinny jeans. Same. So, like, I don't know. Anyways. Let's steer this train back to the bunny man. So, Mm -hmm. the people of Clifton were not very pleased. uh, Because back in the day, if you talked about your mental health, you got a lobotomy. And I'm not making a joke, that shit is fucked up. (laughs) That. God. People just didn't talk about it back then, like, and if you, if you did talk about it, you were crazy, and you had problems, and you needed to be, which this was a hospital for the criminally insane, so I feel like it's maybe, like, different, like, these people were really dangerous and stuff, but, like, were they dangerous, or did you just not understand, like, mental health issues? Yeah. So, the Clifton residents voted to close the hospital, which caused uh, the hospital staff to bust all the residents, or maybe in, are they inmates? Because it's, like, the criminally insane. I don't know the line there. Maybe. I'm not sure what the terminology is, but they bust them all to Lorton Prison. So, like, if they're busing them to a prison, I feel like they're inmates. Yeah. So, anyways, um, while en route to Lorton, um, this is where shit gets a little murky and, like, the story kind of changes depending on, like, which one you're talking about. But mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about this one because it seemed the most consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Like detail like i picked the details that were the same in like every story basically mm-hmm. and you, and i'm telling that so um this is normally where most of the stories say that the bus crashed and it killed everyone but two residents inmates patients <laughs> oh no some stories say like it didn't kill everyone but like that they found everyone but these two um patients mm-hmm. like Some say that, like, everybody died. Some say all but one guy died. So, but a lot of them say that, like, these two guys were not found immediately. Mm -hmm. So, it's Marcus Loster and Douglas Griffin. So, Loster and Griffin, they... I know, right? We're really getting into the thick of it. Can you stop? Just screaming? Thank you. She says yes, but does she mean it? No. Okay. 
So Loster and Griffin are on the run for obvious reasons, I suppose, and uh, people start finding bunny carcasses all over the damn Hundred Acre Woods. Oh. <laughs> like, and we're not just, I don't like using the word carcasses because it feels so, like, Icky. aggressive. Yeah. But I don't know what other word to use because that's what they are. Um, but they were, like, mutilated bunny corpses oh. all over the woods. What um, the bunnies do to you, man? I know, right? So that well, they think that they were like eating them to like live. Like some of them were like half eaten. That does make it better. I still don't like it. Yeah, I still well cuz they were also like mutilated, so it's like Yeah. Yeah. So at this point the townspeople are tripping. Yeah. And they're like sense. and then to me I'm like if you had just left the hospital open, none of this would have happened. Or just not had the hospital to begin with. Fair. Like um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so seems like a lot of this could their... have been avoided. <laughs> yeah, this seems like a very avoidable story. So police follow their trail through the woods uh, where they come across um, Loster's mutilated body yeah. hanging from the Colchester Bridge. Oh, no. Much like all the bunnies they found prior to finding him, he was, like, <gasps> mutilated in a similar fashion. Oh, did he eat him? I don't know if he ate him. It didn't say that anywhere. It just said that he was hanging from the bridge. Ugh. So. Gross. And some people say it was the Colchester Bridge. Other things say that it wasn't. And I'll get into that in just a second. So, anyways, um, a note was found attached to his ankle. Like, the Excel files I emailed to work. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I wrote jokes into my notes. So I don't know why I did that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> she came prepared. I was... I was really tired last night, and I was like, maybe if I type it up how I want to read it, it'll flow better. <laughs> um, um, so, is it working? I don't know. Do you think this is working? <laughs> you tell me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So a note was attached to his ankle, like the Excel files I email at work, and it read, "You'll never find me, no matter how hard you try." Signed, the Bunny Man. That's comforting. Yep. So here's where the story starts to differ, and but in most cases, um, the police continue their search for Griffin until they finally find him. They come mm -hmm. across him um, in the woods, and they're chasing him, and he jumps on top of a bridge. And this is where like it gets a little murky because like some people say that the bridge he jumped on was the Colchester Bridge. Yeah. And some people say that like that's where lo lost lost. I can't remember what his name was. Gonna Loster? Yeah. Some people say that's where Loster was found. So, like, that is kind of, like, a differing okay. of opinion. But whatever. Um, okay. But we got so, bridges. he jumps we on this bridge. Yeah, he jumps on this bridge where, like, there's an Amtrak train that, like, tr passes across it. And his pant leg gets stuck. And so, the police are trying to, like, free him. Oh, and no. he's, like, trying not to get captured by the police. So, he's kicking the shit out of them, literally. <gasps> And eventually they hear a train coming and the police have to jump off the tracks because this guy's just kicking them in the head, basically, and he gets hit by a train. Oh, my. This is where it gets a little creepy. I wrote, <laughs> let me read you my notes verbatim. I wrote, Griffin's pant leg gets caught on the tracks. Police try to get him free, but he's kicking the shit out of them trying to escape. Toot toot, motherfucker. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. Because the train's coming. Train mercs Griffin, and the officer, officers reported that they could hear him laughing before the train hit. 
Oh. Some even say that they heard him laughing after. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I hate it. Um, and that's oh. where my notes stop, but uh, I do have more story to tell, <laughs> so just bear with me. Um, I one, Getting hit by a train is, like, one of those things where, like, I know the chances of it happening are very, like, slim. Like, I'm not just hanging out by train tracks, but it creeps me out. Well, because I think to get hit by a train, you have to be actively trying to be hit by a train. Or just in some horrendous, like... Your foot gets stuck, but, like, I'm not running across the train tracks. Something, even, like, when I drive over them, there's, like, that, like, sickening feeling, like, what if? Oh, I stop and look. Same. Because I'm, like, what if, like, the things didn't come down because, like, they're broken or something? I, like, pause to look both ways because I'm not trying to get hit by a motherfucking train. Not today. Not today. The train will win. So, a couple of months ago... For whatever reason, um, I got a shit ton of ads, um, about basically, like, that, that, like, a train will win, and, like, it was basically, like, a PSA to, like, not, like, go through, like, not, like, try to rush through before the things come all the yeah. way down. Right. Basically Don't try a to PSA. race the train. Yeah. Yeah, like, be cautious, all of that stuff, but I got a shit ton of them. I drive over train tracks- Every time I go to work. It's weird that they know that. I, like, the first time I was like, oh, I haven't gotten that one before. Like, that's kind of weird, whatever. I got it consistently for, like, a while. And then I it just like stopped. That. I also didn't oh, okay. like that. Very strange PSA to get consistently. Like, oh, by yeah. the way, don't forget, a train could fucking ruin your life. Stay safe out there. So... There are a few stories about, you know, the bunny man and the bridge, and uh, I will tell you a couple of them. And again, bear with me. I didn't type this up in my notes because I got tired last night. And yes, I should have done them before last night, but I am the queen of procrastination. But I'm working on that for you guys for this podcast more than I did for myself in college. So (laughs) bear with me. So the main story is that, like, if you go around this bridge on, like, Halloween night, you know, at midnight, you're going to meet the bunny man and you're going to end up like Larston, mm-hmm. like Loster on the bridge. Um, and the reason why people believe this is because there were some children uh, that went to the bridge at midnight trying to like find the bunny man. And they were hung from the bridge with the same note around their ankle that said, like, you'll never catch me uh, no matter how hard you try. Signed the bunny man. Oh, I don't uh, like that. Yeah. So like people die there apparently there's been like 28 reported deaths like involving the bunny man around the bridge um 28 yeah it's just really crazy yeah so that uh that's kind of the the scary part you you know like the local people have made a tradition of going there around midnight you know on halloween Mm -hmm. nobody's ever seen anything i don't know it just it's just like an old like urban legend in virginia yeah so we're gonna get into like the truth behind it because like with every urban legend there is always like a little bit of truth um and the truth is that in the 70s there were two incidents involving a man in supposedly a bunny costume wreaking havoc in clifton virginia i love that energy okay yeah word yeah so he the first one is that there was this um 
And the guy that, like, there's a Fairfax County Public Library historian activist. Fairfax County Public Library historian activist Brian A. Conley. Mm-hmm. What a title. Um, he's done, like, extensive research on the Bunny Man because he works, you know, for the public library. And people mm-hmm. would come in all the time and be like, is the Bunny Man real? And they just got tired of saying, like, I don't know. So okay. they... Because, like, they didn't know, like, how true any of those stories were. Yeah. And so they... Um, he spent, like, 11 years doing research. Oh, he dedicated some time to that. Well, he's been, yeah, he's been, like, looking into, like, the archives and the history and stuff of, like, Clifton to see, like, you know, did that hospital exist? Did um, that crash really happen? Like, what are the reports of the bunny man? That sort of thing. So, that hospital never existed. Okay. Oh, and I don't think that's maybe... And maybe it's not, it's not that it never existed. I can't exactly remember. But it wasn't built, like, in 1904. Yeah. Like, it was built after that. Um, buses were too, like, new for them to be, like, bused. Like, in 1904, like, it was still too early for the bus age. Mm-hmm. So they probably wouldn't have been, like, bused to the prison. Yeah. That makes sense. So, you know, there was, like, those couple of things. And then the Lorton prison wasn't even built until, like, ten years after that. So... Mm, yeah. That origin story isn't real. It's fun to tell, though. It's very creepy. It but makes like, a fantastic legend. Oh, for sure. A great creepypasta. But it's not, like, true. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so what is true is that in the 1970s, U.S. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiance, who I never get the name of. They're just calling him his fiance, which I take issue with. Yeah. Give her a name. She had a yeah. name. She was a person and probably still is a person. It was 1970. Yeah. Recognize She's probably still her. alive. Yeah. So uh, they're visiting, um, it's called Guinea Road in Burke, which I guess is like near Clifton, Virginia, mm-hmm. or maybe they're in Burke, Virginia. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Virginia. So Virginians, you just, you let me know where I'm at. You give me a, you give me a map quest. Thank you. Yes. Um, so it's around midnight they parked their car like across the street from like their uncle or whatever one of their uncles mm-hmm. they were gonna go like hang out with him but they parked across the street from his house so like not in front of his house but on the other side of the street and this guy comes out yelling about trespassing and he's got a hatchet in his hand and he's banging on the windows and like Ooh. everybody's freaking out it's the two of them are tripping in the car and i would be and bennett swears up and down that the man was in a white bunny costume uh. Now, fiance, unnamed fiance that we take issue with, um, she says that, like, it wasn't a bunny costume. It was a, I can't say this word, a capi rote. A, a what? A capi rote. C A P I R O T E. I don't know how it's said. I don't know how it's pronounced. But it is described as being. A Catholic pointed hat of conical form that is used in Spanish and Hispanic countries by members of the confraternity of penitents. Penitents. So, okay. all of that is to say, and I understand that I'm probably about to offend some people, but it is not my fault that I think the KKK uses these hats. And oh, I feel like it's... Oh no, I didn't even think about that. 
and like here in this picture they're all in different colors they're probably all used for different ceremonial things i'm here for it live your culture do your thing i accept you whatever i support you do your thing but i think maybe the kkk used like a similar style and it's virginia in the 1970s so you tell me if it's a man in a bunny costume or like the leader of the kkk it it doesn't sound good yeah that's just my own i've drawn my own conclusion there i don't know that that's true but that's what the fiance says he was wearing he says it was a bunny hat they took the news took the bunny thing and ran with it i mean that's just what happened yeah i mean i think arguably that is somewhat better than a man that looked like he was in the kkk yeah but which one's more accurate of a story that's true but it's the news it's the media yeah um and some stories report that like the hatchet was thrown at the door and they found it like in the side of the door it's not clear on the exact details but they got into it with this guy that was like screaming about trespassing and like waving a hatchet around at them um and so that's terrifying yeah it's freaking scary so they like dipped out of there they called the police they told him um they like never found him though so there was another sighting so that was on october 19th so this is 10 days later on october 29th 1970 um construction security guard paul phillips um comes across a guy who's standing on the porch of like an unfinished home so they're like in a housing development Mm -hmm. and um this guy's like standing on the porch and he just starts screaming about trespassing this guy swears that like the construction worker paul phillips swears that he's in a bunny costume screaming about trespassing and like if you come any closer i'll chop your head off and then he just starts like hitting the porch posts with the get out of the kitchen it's weird that that happened twice yeah like if i had a nickel for every time that happened i'd only have two nickels but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> like, literally. Like, that is very strange that it happened twice. And what I think is more strange is that it only happened twice. And, like, after that, like, there become like, after that, Fairfax County just kind of, like, blows up with, like, reports. And it even goes up as far as, like, Washington, D.C. saying, like, there are reports of, like, a hatchet-wielding bunny man. But, like, nothing's ever really confirmed. And, like, Conley, uh, Brian Conley never really finds anything. Yeah. You, like, to back that up. Um, but there was like, it just kind of like spread like wildfire after that and became like an urban legend and a ghost story to tell. So that's, uh, it's kind of it for the bunny man. Yeah. That makes sense. That's all. I did not know anything about the story about him getting hit by a train. That shit's wild. Yeah. And like the part, like the detail were like, he was second. Okay. So that little detail about like him laughing afterwards, mm-hmm. like after getting hit by a train, bleh, I yeah. hate that. I super don't like that. Cause I'm thinking if you get hit by a train, you're not laughing afterwards. Ugh, yeah, cause you're dead. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. So um, that's all for the bunny man. What you got for me? All right. So, I have the Turnbull Canyon. What? The Turnbull Canyon. Turnbull Canyon. Yes. Okay. Okay. Where's this at? What is it? 
So it is in California. Okay. And it is very haunted. Ooh. Why? Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So the Turnbull Canyon um, is is in California. Um, mm-hmm. And there are kind of a lot of different histories at play here. So we'll start with... There are a lot of, like, tragedies and a lot of murders. Why you say it with a question mark? That happened here. Um, I mean, like, I guess not, like, a lot. Um, but more than you would think for, like, one area. Well, in my opinion, one is a lot. Yeah. Like, one murder is one too many, so, like. Three is too many. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> actually, I take it back. There actually was a lot of murders. I, I, we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of tragedy. A lot of... A lot of icky stuff. Okay. Are they real murders? Or are they murders like in my story where they weren't really real? Some of them are very, very real. Most okay. of them are very, That's very awful. real. Okay. Um, unfortunately real. Well... Lay it on me, then. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with um, the Native Indigenous people. Okay. So, the Turnbull Canyon, um, the local Indigenous tribe, called it um, Hutukna. I think there's a silent G in there. I hope I'm saying that somewhat correctly. But that roughly translated to the dark place. Um. So, the... Indigenous peoples um, considered it to be, like, very sacred ground, and you did not go there. Period. So... If it's sacred, though, why can't you go there? So, um, it's like, from, from what I understand, there was, like, kind of, like, dark spirits there. Mm, okay. So I think it's... I don't know anything about, like indigenous history or culture or anything like that so like i would like to be educated i think it's beautiful culture it is um i think it was both from what i read it seems like it was both a fear and a respect thing oh okay um so which i think is maybe a lot of the basis of things for indigenous people yeah so i it, it seems like it was both and again like i i am a white woman um so again it's same i'm, <laughs> I'm also I'm a white not... woman an indigenous help us be better white women yes <laughs> i am not an an indigenous person um but from what i read it seems like yes it was because there were dark spirits there and like that was its own thing but it also seems like it was very much a respect thing like having respect for them and understanding like we don't go there so right. as not to intrude Disturb or upset them. yeah um okay. That is just what I, what it seems like from what I read. Um, but yeah. So the indigenous peoples were called um, the Gabrielinos. And that's not okay. a name that, that was a name given to them um, based on their, like, location um in relation to the san gab the san gabriel mission okay um so i did not find 
in my research, I could not find what they called themselves. So I'm going to continue to refer to them as like the indigenous peoples of that land. Um, okay. I don't know. But that's what I'm going with. So basically, the Spanish that came and and kind of took over that region um, the decided... The conquistadors? Yes. They decided that they were going to force the indigenous peoples into the canyon that they did not want to go into and basically said, um, you can either convert to Christianity or be killed. And so... Okay, why... I just have a question. I took many historical world class or whatever world history class in college mm-hmm. and why were we like why are they why were they such dicks about it why did it have to be like christianity or death why was why was there no middle ground why was it one or the other uh i don't know because they sucked i don't know colonizers sucked like why was it Ugh. Yeah, it and really like is... there is just something about like when somebody says like this is like sacred land or like or what are they called? Are they called reserves? I think reservations, reserves. Mm-hmm. Like that's just something I don't personally fuck with. Like I take that very seriously. Yeah, respect that <laughs> in shit. my own life. Yeah, like I just feel like they are more in tune with. The yes. ground beneath our feet, you know what I mean? And so, like, they know where I should be and where I shouldn't be. And if they're telling me I ain't supposed to be somewhere, you got me. I will respect that area. I will keep my distance. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know. If there are people that have been there for centuries and centuries and centuries, and they're saying, this is sacred, we don't go there, we don't mess with what's there, I'm respecting right. I'm listening. Well, that's like, no different than if I than came I to... Yeah, that's no different than, like, if I visited you in Fort Worth and I was like, I'm going to go over to such and such neighborhood and you're like, hey, that's not a very safe area. Yeah. Like, respect that. <laughs> or something. Yeah, like, respect that it's not a safe area. Or, or I know it's not quite the same thing because that would be implying that, like, the sacred ground is not, like, a safe area. But in this instance, it is, like, a dangerous place to be. Yes. So. Like, just. Just have... respect what people are trying to tell you because they're trying to tell it to you for a reason. Yeah, have have respect for that. Um, but essentially, and if my grandma's grandma's grandma has been telling us for a millennia to not go in that canyon, oh, I'm not. Going I'm to... not gonna wanna. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, it. Mm-mm. No, I'm not messing with that. Um, so basically, the idea was that if they made the indigenous people face their fears, they would be more willing to convert um but that is not how it went they essentially like no see that's not gonna that's not gonna make me want to join your club no you're torturing me yeah yeah isn't gonna make me want to be like yeah christianity seems like a great fucking thing those those guys sound like assholes i don't want to join their club yeah well, especially, like, you're trying to strip people of their identity. Like. Right. That's, so I'm not, I'm not particularly surprised that they decided, like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die with my identity intact, with who I am intact. 
as most people would, I would rather die than, like, compromise my beliefs and my, mm-hmm. like, morals and stuff. Like, there are things that, like, I'll die on that hill, you know what I mean? Yep. And so, uh, one of the quotes from, um, a shaman, according to one of the Spanish soldiers, um, was, Now we are without hope. Now we remain for as long as the sun rises and sets in the sky. So, with that, um, a lot of visitors feel like, because so many died there, um, they feel the gaze of hundreds of eyes on them if they're in the canyon. I'm sure. So, that's a fun little... Because that's not... Because we're not even talking about, like, what happened there before. That, like, Mm -hmm. made it kind of like a... Yes. A respected, dangerous place. Like... Yeah. We're not even discussing those people and what happened then. We're discussing everything post, like, the move to, or the, I don't want to say move, because that sounds like they did it voluntarily. Mm-hmm. The, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, what's it whenever you, like, the banishment? Yeah. Like, anyways, um, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. I need, like, ADD medication. <laughs> Like, but I don't, no, and like, I'm not making a joke. I think I need to be tested for that. <laughs> the low-key, I mean, maybe. Uh, okay. But, <laughs> like, we don't even necessarily know what the quote-unquote, like, dark spirits in the canyon were. Yes. You know, like, how did we get to that point? Um. So there's probably, I mean, thousands of eyes. Mm-hmm. Spirits, things, yeah. So, another thing that kind of factored into this uh kind of dark era is um there were a lot of cult there was a lot of cold activities mm-hmm. um and so this kind Wait. of was cult activity when so this kind of started in the great depression era oh okay because um, i'm like they had cults uh, back with the conquistadors <laughs> i'm sure they did no, but no, like so... <laughs> We've jumped a bit, um, well, actually, before I get to the cults, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how Turnbull Canyon got its name. So. It's called Terminal Canyon? Turnbull. Like. That's what, okay, I thought it was Turnbull, but then I thought you said Terminal, and I was like, well, that's fucking unfortunate. (laughs) I mean, not an inaccurate name, to be honest. From from what uh, the research I've done, <laughs> so, um, Turnbull Canyon was named after Robert Tol- Turnbull, who was a Scottish immigrant, um, and he came to California in 1873, um, and he lived there until he was murdered in 1888. Ah, oh. so. Well. Robert Turnbull, um, was a pretty successful man, um, kind of a good businessman, also, uh, kind of the town drunk. So... Who isn't a town drunk, though, honestly? He was definitely vibing a lot, um, definitely vibing a lot. So... What was his liquor of choice? I don't know. He's a Scottish immigrant, so maybe whiskey? Okay. Okay. Probably. Um... I, who knows? It could be anything. It yeah. could be gin. I don't know. But 
he he was vibing um and so he was kind of making his way in in like the real estate i guess industry um and hammered uh, as fuck selling me a house (laughs) hammered yes hammered (laughs) so pretty much um the so in 1875 the state's economy pretty much collapsed um it was not not a good time um and so they started a committee Mm -hmm. um to figure out how to because after the economy collapsed like the bank couldn't pay for people to to have their money there was a big issue so they started this committee on um working towards making sure like the town wasn't in absolute shambles so turnbull was a part of this committee um and because he was a part of the committee he ended up being able to buy the land that became turnbull canyon for a super super low price um and he did that because he was a shepherd originally um and it was a great place for sheep um he could make a good profit on the wool apparently and it had an active stream so he liked it he was vibing with it um the things i don't know about like shepherding yeah (laughs) like so um in 1885 a couple of quakers uh really really wanted to buy the land because they had already bought kind of all the land surrounding the canyon and they wanted Mm. to add the canyon to their little little quaker empire well yeah when you've got like all the other land it makes sense to want what's in the middle so they approached Turnbull, um, he refused, and they kind of did this dance. Oh for my god, two did the Quakers years. murder him? No, they actually had okay. a very peaceful, very, um, like every once in a while they'd come and they'd be like, hey, are you ready to sell the land? And he'd be like, no. And they'd be like, okay. It was very amicable, not a big, year, yeah. big deal. They did this for two years. Um, and in 1887, they made their final offer. It was really high, it was $30,000 in that time. Um, so that's a good chunk of change. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he decided, yep, I'm gonna do that. So... Yeah. He did that. Um, and in... On January 18th, 1888, uh, Turnbull went out drinking, as he usually did. Mm-hmm. Um, and while he was on his way home from his night of drinking he fell off his horse and he was arrested for public drunkenness oh so like so the night or the 18 what is it 1887 version of like a dui yes okay pretty much <laughs> so he spent the night in jail but when he returned um to his home the next morning he had been like beaten the hell up but because he was so drunk he couldn't remember how that happened yeah for sure so as a result he ended up um dying of a brain aneurysm oh my god and it was the coroner basically said like this was a result of him taking a massive blow to the head um well i mean it was a jail in 1887 so mm mm-hmm and basically he was found in a river because it so they think that the aneurysm call like caused him to fall off the macy bridge Mm. 
or he was pushed. Oh. But basically, Either they way, concluded murdered. that he had definitely been murdered. Um, wow. Either it was because somebody beat him so bad that he had the aneurysm um, or whatever. But essentially, like, no matter how you shake this up, whether he was pushed off the bridge, um, regardless. You know, and back then, it really was the Wild West. They, uh, yes. they couldn't do shit unless they saw the guy do it. Pretty much. <laughs> but they did, and they never found out who did it, what happened. It's still a mystery. Um, but when the Quakers learned that he had been murdered, they decided to name the canyon after him because he had been really kind and had ended up selling them the land. Oh, that's nice of the Quakers. Mm -hmm. That tracks, I think. Quakers are peaceful people, yes? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they made oatmeal. They do have, they do have good uh, oatmeal. So that's a little bit of history about how spooky. Can you, I, can you get out of here? Like, love you, buddy, but go away. So that's a little bit of the history. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to get into more of the history. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Lay it he, on. Got, he got murdered. Um, on to our cults. So this is kind of, I'm kind of trying to go in like somewhat chrono chronological order. Yeah. Um, on to the cults. So in the Great Depression, there was mm -hmm. unfortunately kind of a trend where a lot of families um, gave up their children and yeah. put them in orphanages in hopes that they would be fed um, and that they would have a better life. Um, the only thing about that is that, like, nobody had any money. <laughs> Not yes. even the orphanages. <laughs> so that also made it, because there was such an influx of children in orphanages, that made it a little bit easier to take them. Yeah, like, just steal them. Mm-hmm. So there was rumored to be cult activity, um, and uh, unfortunately, one witness claims that um, they saw a large group of men and women, um, and they were all in black cloaks um, doing rituals, and amongst them was a child, a young boy, um, who was maybe 12, uh, mm. strapped to a cross in oh, the center. I hate that. Um, and so there was a lot of chanting going on. And unfortunately, they inverted the cross with the child on it and mm. then beat him. Not quite oh to God. death, but pretty close to death. And then the witness said that they saw that the child was put in a burlap sack, barely breathing, and then taken away. So where was this witness? Just hiding in the brush? Pretty much. Okay. Um, and apparently, like, they were just so paralyzed with fear, like, they didn't know what to do. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do in that situation either. I mean, do you attack the cult? What do you... So, yeah, so it's, it's assumed that this boy did not make it. Um, right. And when... The witness came back to the town to like tell them what he had seen they didn't believe him until okay. months later there was a huge like surge of kidnappings in the area mm. 
but mm -mm 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 -mm. by the time they like did any like they were able to like realize what was happening or maybe do anything about it um the the cult had bounced out right um mm -mm. so very very sad um very very sad you know when you think about it I re-listened to the True Crime Obsessed coverage of the Gabby Petito um, case. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that case, they found, like, when they were looking for Gabby, they found, like, 11 bodies or something in the woods. Mm -hmm. Like, of other people. And, like, I'm thinking about, like, potentially all those kids that got kidnapped. Like, like how many bodies are in the woods? Too many. Like, like way Ugh. too many. I hate um, it. So, now we're going to get into something that is really, really depressing. Um, oh, more depressing than where we're already at? Do I need to take, like, my medicine or what? <laughs> uh, you might have to. <laughs> so, now we're going to talk about Flight 416W. Okay. <laughs> um, so, this happened um, on April 18th, 1952. Wait, can I tell you about a fear of mine involving planes? Please do. Okay, so I live in Tornado Alley. Um, for those of you that I guess aren't in the U.S. and don't know what Tornado Alley is, it's like a section of like the Midwest that like tornadoes just happen in mm -hmm. regularly. And I live in Oklahoma, and um, as many people in the U.S. know, Oklahoma is like a magnet for tornadoes. Yes. Um. I live near an airport, <laughs> and I understand that this is um, irrational because I think the tornadoes are more realistically going to just, like, rip the t plane to shreds and, like, mm -hmm. tear it up, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and throw that debris around than they are, um, like, Wizard of Oz style picking up the house and the whole house is moving. Yeah. But my irrational fear is that it's going to pick up those planes. <laughs> oh, God. And then it's a tornado full of planes. <laughs> that would be terrifying. I know that's not how it works, but that's what I think every time they're like, tornado warning, get in the closet, or tornado watch, I get in the closet. And I'm like, those planes are going to hit us. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, so this was a North Continent Airline um, operating under Robin Airlines, um, and it was okay. a flight from New York to Burbank. Okay. And this flight had several stops. Like, several. Um, and there are a lot of, like, weird things about this flight, um, just in general. When was I'm not this? gonna go... This is in 52. Okay. So, I'm not going to go into, like, all of the weird details. I did listen to the Morbid podcast coverage of this, and they yeah. put in a whole lot of weird details, so I highly recommend listening to their coverage of it, because um, there yep. are a lot of weird things. But essentially, this <laughs> flight ended up taking, because of all of the stops due to, like, weird weather things, refueling, um, it ended up taking, like, 27 hours. Oh, at that point, you could have just drove. Yeah, so that is, um, obviously, like, that's not common for a flight to take right. that long, to have that many no. stops, and a lot of the stops were, like, unplanned, mm. um, and at one of the stops, one of the pilots, there were four pilots, one of the pilots, um, just decided to, like, get off and hand it over to one of the other pilots, and that right. 
it was at a, an unplanned stop, so it could be that, like, this flight was already at, like, 27 hours, and he was like, I'm tired. I'm yeah. I need to go, but it's a weird thing. But essentially, as the, as the plane was flying over Turnbull Canyon, there was a thick cloud of fog. Okay. And the pilot couldn't, um, so the pilot flying, I had his name on my mind and now I can't find it, but the pilot who was flying had had a heart attack like a month before and technically Mm. wasn't, it was advised that he didn't fly that soon, but he didn't listen to the advice of the doctor and the airline didn't listen to the advice of the doctor. So there's that. What do doctors Um, know? It was determined that that was not the reason that all of this happened, but it was pilot error. So Mm. essentially, basically what happened, the pilot, there was this thick cloud of fog. The pilot was flying like below the minimum, the minimum altitude of the area. It's Mm -hmm. thought that maybe the pilot was trying to fly below the fog, but essentially he didn't realize that he was flying through a canyon and the landing gear was down. Oh. So the landing gear caught on the side of the canyon mm-hmm. and it caused the plane to pretty much spin out and nosedive. Yeah. And it exploded on impact and all 29 people died yeah. on impact. Um, very, very tragic. And pretty much like but to be flying i mean and this is real yes this happened to be flying in a canyon mm-hmm. like that low i understand that canyons are tall like so they can be deep or whatever but like you, you uh, you're flying on the ground like so he was flying at a little over 900 i think it's feet, feet. yeah in the air yeah, I think it's, I think, I think we, we measure height and feet, right, for airlines, right? That's a thing? Yeah, so he was flying, I mean, very, very yeah. low to the ground, um, and it was the middle of the night, so because of the fog, nobody realized, like, nobody saw the smoke from the crash until 10 a.m. the next morning, mm. and, so see, I don't understand how planes work, because, t- to me, yes, there's fog, I get that. I'm not a pilot, so just bear with me. Pilots, correct me in the comments. But if there's fog in the sky, okay, Mm -hmm. there's nothing up there. You're not. You're not gonna hit anything. Like just drive through the fog. Why? Why come down to 900 feet above the ground and fly through a canyon? Like so. The other thing that they think is. The Powell or the pilot who is named Lewis Powell um, may have been. He may have been thinking like the reason the landing gear was down. He may have thought that he was approaching the Burbank airport. Oh, okay. So, and this is a very, very experienced pilot. Like this is not a new person. Like he was very, very experienced. Um, and the craziest thing to me is that Lewis Powell um, had, like a little bit before, had come up with 
um, new technology to specifically help pilots um, navigate through conditions like really heavy fog. And when he presented it to the airline, they ignored him. And oh, so great. if they had listened to him, there's a potential that he could have made it through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, my AirPods just died. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, you can just... Oh, it's gonna pick up my voice when you're recording. Yes. Okay. Um, what do we do now? We can try switching to Zoom real quick. Okay. Hello again. Hello. Okay. You are small. Yes. All right. So. Yeah, so that's, like, a super weird thing, is that, like, he had come up with this. Uh, but all in all, like, it's it was a really tragic, really tragic thing that that happened. And it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awful. Yeah. So, moving on to more tragedy. Awesome. <laughs> oh, also, just, like, a quick little... Um, fun thing. Not fun at all, actually. Uh, but apparently the KKK possibly also operated somewhat in Turnbull Canyon, in Turnbull Canyon and had rallies there. So that's disgusting. Wow. I didn't realize we'd be spending so much time talking about the KKK today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So, on to our next little chunk. Let the record show that your mom's a hoax podcast thinks that the KKK is dog shit and that they should all fucking burn yes. in hell. No, yeah, they're literally the worst. Um, and I think very low of them. Actually, very low is a gross understatement. Yeah, agreed. Mm, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> that's fine. It's not fine. Fuck all of them. But... In Turnbull Canyon, there is a fun little thing called Hell's Gate. Oh. Yep. And we're gonna get into that. Sorry, my notes are, like, spread across, like, 45 pages. (laughs) So if it takes me a second to find something, it's because I got got a lot here. You gotta put them in order when you type them. (laughs) So I tried to, but... I also... The way that I do notes is that I send articles to Notably... And mm-hmm. then I make notes on them and, like, highlight things so I have the mm-hmm. sources directly in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... I, I don't... It's, uh, it's just how my brain works. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. <gasps> do what you need to do. Yeah. So, allegedly, in the 1930s, there was an insane asylum opened in Turnbull Canyon. So I say allegedly mm-hmm. because there's not a whole lot of sources that back this up. Um, so... The likelihood of it being true is pretty slim, but it is in there, so I want to include it, but take it with a grain of salt, because again, this is allegedly. Is it a sane asylum, or is it insane asylum? Insane asylum. Okay. I don't know what a sane asylum is. Other than me (laughs) just being dumb. (laughs) I don't think you said that. I think you said insane asylum, but I always thought it was a sane asylum, (laughs) and then I would hear people say insane, and I was like, well, that's... Kind of a rude way to say it. That's not what it's called. Uh, yeah, I don't... 
I don't know. I don't like the term insane asylum anyways, because I don't like how mental health was looked at in that time period. I think it was very insensitive. Same. There are a lot of very insensitive things about that whole era of how we looked at mental health, but it's a, it's a different topic. <laughs> For a different day. So, if this asylum did exist, um, it would not be in the area, in the era where we took mental health in a good way, and it would also be the lobotomy era. Um, so because, Wonderful. Because it's alleged, if it does exist, there's not a lot of information on it, so we don't know exactly what happened there, but it can be assumed that things like lobotomy, electroshock therapy, etc., things like that would have taken place if it did exist. I just feel like the lack of information about, like, these psychiatric hospitals, like, back in the day is, like, a big red flag. Because, like, the lack of information, like, what was going on there, that there is a lack of information. Oh, yeah. So, that's the thing. Either this is rumor and it's just kind of an urban legend and it didn't exist, or it did exist and they just didn't give information about what happened there. Because what was happening there was awful. Yeah. So, obviously, like... For the sake of people who would have been there, I'm really hoping that this is just an urban legend. Agreed. Same. So, the asylum allegedly lasted less than 10 years because it burned down in a fire in the 40s. As did everything where you need the records. Everything has burnt down at some point. But there are ruins there, so a building did exist there at some point. Okay. So, I mean, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. Yeah. So, I, again, allegedly, but maybe. But apparently, there is a story from the 1960s. And there was a group of teens that went through Hell's Gate, which was, I mm-hmm. guess, the gate to the property. Um, right. And they went in, they explored the ruins, and in the ruins, they found um, old, like, electrostock. Electro electroshock therapy tools. Electrothock therapy tools. Yes, that. Um, <laughs> and one of the teenagers decided to put some of the electroshock therapy things on, and he ended up getting actually electrocuted. Yeah. And died. That's what happened. Yeah. So all of his friends watched him basically burn up and die. Yep. I think that's maybe one of the worst ways to go. For Electrocution. sure. The only thing uh, is the elect- the building had not had electricity in decades. The electricity had oh. been shut off decades ago. For forever. So if this Great. is true, that is a really fucking powerful spirit. I do not like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if that is true... That is terrifying, because it means whatever is there has enough energy to manipulate things to kill you. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So... That's a lot of energy. Like, a lot. Yes, that is a ridiculous amount of energy. Yes. But, again, like, there's not a lot of validation on the internet that confirms that the asylum did exist, but if it did, that's fucking terrifying. Agreed. Uh, yeah. But Hell's Gate is essentially the opening to that asylum, and it's called that because the energy there is so dark. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that it'll apparently fuck you up. Apparently, sure. in Turnbull Canyon, there is also what is called a gravity hill. 
Um, <laughs> so this is kind of a lighter little fun fact. A gravity Aren't hill. All hills, gravity hills. Well, so no. Okay. <laughs> a gravity hill is essentially an optical illusion. Um, mm. And pretty much it's, it looks like you're on a hill, uh, but you can like put a ball at the bottom of the hill and it'll roll up. Oh, and, and that's a real thing. Yes, that is a very nature. real thing. Yeah, so essentially, it's an optical illusion. Um, it's weird. What, and, like, that God just threw out there for us to entertain? What? Yes, so basically, okay. like, from your viewpoint, like, I guess the horizon is obscured in a way that, like, it you are standing at the top of the hill, but the way that the horizon is, it looks like you're standing at the bottom of a hill. Oh. So it... Basically, yeah, your your view of the horizon is obstructed in a way that like makes it seem like you're at the bottom of a hill, and anything you put is rolling up, but it's not. That's confusing. That would make my head hurt. Yes, but it is kind of a fun fact. That is neat. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, on to what is called the hanging tree. What from like from like the Hunger Games? <laughs> I think it's maybe worse than that. Oh, okay. So, apparently, and again, like, there's not a lot of, like, this is, could be legend. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But apparently there's a tree, um, it's referred as the hanging tree, where a man hanged himself, and pretty much people will look, see a man hanging there, turn away, look back, he's gone. Mm. It's very, very spooky. Sometimes people also see children hanging from trees. No. Which is disturbing, to say the least. Oh, for sure. Uh, but one of the urban legends that also goes with this is, like, very reminiscent. You Do you remember, like, the, the Lover's Lane, like, Hookman urban legend? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's very similar to that. Um a boyfriend and a girlfriend were in their car, um, boyfriend got out to do something, um, the girlfriend was in the car, she started hearing, like, a kind of padding, like, tapping on the roof, like, rain, mm -hmm. um, and she ended up falling asleep, waiting for her boyfriend to come back. See, red flag, why, she, it's taking him so long. Yes. She was awoken by police officers, and when she got out of the car, the police officers told her, you know, don't look up. She didn't listen. She looked up, and her boyfriend was hanging over her car, and the tapping she heard on the roof was his blood dripping on the car. Oh my gosh. So that, that is an urban legend, um, but Turnbull Canyon also has uh, a hanging tree, which is disturbing. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we have a couple of really, really horrendous murders. So, and I'm not, we don't get a whole lot into murders in this podcast, so I'm gonna... Um, we will, though, because I think that there are, like, murders that... Yes. ...are weird in nature. Oh, for sure. But for the most part, like, murders like this, we don't get into a lot. Oh, okay. um, so I'm going to touch on them slightly, but know that it's not because I don't want to recognize that these horrible things happen to these people. Um, it's mm -hmm. more because I 
am a really soft person and this kind of stuff does get me a little emotional, so I'm gonna touch on it. We're gonna go through it because it is part of the canyon. I do think it feeds into some of the dark energy that is there and there were really, really horrible things, but we're not gonna go super in depth into it. But in 2002, 17-year-old Gloria Linda Gaxiola, mm -hmm. I don't know if that I'm saying that right, but she was shot in the head oh. um, and she, after she was shot in the head, she was dragged by a car for four miles. Mm -mm -mm. Um, I think that's like one of the most awful things like yeah Great. which the blessing here I guess the bright side is that like she wasn't alive yeah and it but that's still horrible like it's speculated that it wasn't intentional she her foot got stuck in the seatbelt it's still awful but they accidentally dragged her body for mm. like four miles um, so her murderers were Abraham Acuna, Matthew Garcia, and Victor Mong. Um, they murdered her because she had witnessed them commit a robbery and they were afraid that she would turn them in. Um, mm -hmm. So they're mm -hmm. real shitbags. Oh, for um, sure. They were arrested in 2008. Good. Um, Fuck them. They're disgusting. And they deserve yes. to rot in prison. For the rest of forever. Yes. The following year, in 2009, Christine Martinez was stabbed, slashed, um, and left for dead mm. by Vincent Mendoza, Edward Moraz, and Jose Ayala. It's with the sets of threes. However, despite sustaining a four-inch laceration... On her throat, Christine Damn. is a fucking badass, and she pulled herself out of the canyon, got herself to a 90-year-old woman's house, Arlene Boatwright, and lived. Arlene must have had a damn heart attack that morning whenever she knocked on her door. But that is some bad bitchery. So she, I love that. It is fucking horrible that she had to go through that, but she is an absolute badass um yeah. and those Warrior. three were arrested for attempted murder and kidnapping yeah fuck them she said you ain't gonna kill me bitch but she straight up yeah oh so bad bitch you were, can't kill me they were arrested for kidnapping assault with a deadly weapon attempted murdery murder and conspiracy murdery. to commit murder wow so fuck them also but christine is uh, stronger than I think anybody ever. Yeah, all the props to you, Christine. Yes. So, in 2011, um, an unidentified woman's body was found hidden um, in one of the ravines. Mm. Parts of her body were missing. Mm -mm -mm. And her identity has yet to be discovered. Ugh. I hate that when, like, they don't even know who they are. Yeah. So, those are some really fucking tragedy, tragic things that happened. Um, but pretty much this, like, Turnbull Canyon is a very, like, dark place. Um, there are mm -hmm. a lot of different 
like people pretty much like when they go there they feel a lot of really intense feelings um yeah because a lot of really tragic things happen there are a lot of various ghost sightings like children laughing is heard often um obviously there's like the hanging tree yeah there's a lot of activity there there's a lot of darkness there you can feel like Mm -hmm. hundreds of eyes on you it is very very haunted um and some people think that that's why tragic things keep happening there I don't necessarily... Because the energy's, like, so dark that, like, it's just all, all that can happen there is, like, bad things. Yeah, I can somewhat agree with that. I think for the people that were murdered there, like, that is just, like, those those people are just shit human beings and they should absolutely, like, I'm not going to minimize the amount of damage that they caused and say it's because the canyon has dark energy that that happened. They're shitty human right. beings. They deserve to rot in fucking prison. Um, I agree. So I'm just putting that out there, but some people do believe that the reason that so many tragic things happen there is because of the canyon's dark energy. I do think the mm-hmm. canyon has dark energy, absolutely. Yes, for sure. But I'm not going to minimize people making or people doing really horrendous things. Also, so you know, right. got some. <laughs> we're we're gonna some be... mixed feelings here but at the end. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely does have a dark energy and I would say that that maybe not I think it's kind of it it can be both that yes the canyon does have dark energy and that can impact the things that happen there but the canyon drink every time Brenna says dark energy yeah please you'll be hammered um (laughs) however the canyon could also have dark energy drink um (laughs) because because of the tragic things that happen Oh, I think so they it's go like hand in hand. A yeah. bit of like an think... imprinting thing and like an it already existed thing. Right. Because tragic events, I do think that tragic events can imprint on the spaces that they happen in. Yes. And like that's why we get some of those feelings. But all in mm-hmm. all, Turnbull Canyon is a very, very haunted place. So if you were. Don't. I would not recommend going there personally. I won't be going there. I think I've had enough evidence as to why I should not be there. Agreed. But yeah, don't plan your next vacation there. <laughs> like, I know some people are all about, like, exploring haunted areas. And, like, I get that to an extent. But in yeah. this case, no, absolutely not. Like, yeah, I'll pass I'm, on that. I'm sorry. There have been people saying for centuries, do not fucking go here. I'm not going right. there. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm just gonna heed, uh, heed their words. I'll also be damned if I start hearing children laughing. I'm fucking out. Fuck that, yeah. Mm-mm. Ghost children are, like, what gets me the most. Like, bleh. I hate it. I think it it is highly because, like... A lot of, like, quote-unquote ghost children are also thought to be demons because demons like to pretend to be children. So, yeah, no thank you. I hear children laughing. I'm fucking out. Bye! Mm-mm. I'm out. Mm-mm. Um, well, does that bring us to our conclusion? I do believe it does. Um, I will cite my sources in the show notes. I used three different articles and Morbid's coverage of the Turnbull Canyon. So I'll yeah, I'll th- cite my sources, too. Yep, we'll throw those um, in there so you can read them and yep. know where we got all of our information. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, it's a fucking wild ride, so. No, it's, this has been a wild episode, I think. I, it, a lot going on. <laughs> so much going on. Um, well, check us out on the social meds. Uh, your mom's a hoax on the Instagram and the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, our Instagram is lacking. I don't understand how to use it, but I am learning. Um, and I haven't posted on Twitter in a little bit because I suck. So I will work on that and follow us on the We're Instagram cus- and the Twitter. We're cuspers. We're not always good at social media. <laughs> yeah, I need to start like scheduling posts and stuff. But I'll listen. It's a lot to balance, okay? And it's just the two of us doing all the work, so we will figure it out. <laughs> it's also two people who don't use social media a lot trying to run and operate social media. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, um, yeah, just oh. we're glad that you guys are along for the ride. Go to yes. yourmomsahooks.com. And if you want to follow us individually, um. I am... Shit, I wasn't ready for that. I don't know what mine is. Oh, my God. I am Brenna underscore Keevan, K-E-V-Y-N, on Instagram, and Brenna underscore Key, K-E-Y, on Twitter. Um, I am Alexis P. Martin on Twitter, and let me jump to the Instagram. Give me two seconds. (laughs) I'm Alexis P. Martin underscore on Instagram. Yep, so if you feel the need to follow us individually, there are our social handles. I'm gonna be honest, there are a lot of pictures of my child on there, and I do think I'm actually private, so you have to request me. I'm debating making it public or not. I don't know if I want to do that yet, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so yourmomshoax.com, where you can, you know, check out everything you would like to know about us and that sort of thing and um about the show and uh feel free to dm us if you have like not creepy questions um don't dm me if you're gonna be weird yeah if you're gonna be weird i'm gonna block you so um or you know if you've got criticism suggestions comments complaints what you had for breakfast like i always say um your mom's a hoax pod at gmail.com we'd love to hear about it so yes let us know and um We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Love you. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) It's cringy, but I like it.